Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm excited today because my guest is a comic, a defense lawyer, a podcast producer, a puppet maker. He's from the Dairylands. He's a cheesehead. Please welcome Mike Schmidt. Well, hello. How are you doing? It's good well, to be here. It's good to be. So uh, are you a cheesehead? Yes, I am a cheesehead, even though I hated cheese when I was young. And um, and how did you make the transition? Uh, once I moved here and people stopped asking me why I didn't want cheese, I gave it a try. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. No, some it's of it. Bad. Yeah. And um, how long did you did you, when did you move to L.A.? About five years ago. Oh no, four years ago. And were you a lawyer in, in the Dairylands? Yep, I was a lawyer in Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, uh, but the weather is terrible. It is just. How are the criminals? The criminals are great. There's okay. never an end to criminals. Oh, good. There's good. always so, crime. There's a lot of crime. Yeah. And you did you just one day decide I'm tired of putting people in prison? Or I really need, I need to tell my jokes or what, like what was the impetus to move to L.A. Well, besides the weather. One, the weather. The weather. Two, the weather. Three, <laughs> uh, it, the criminal justice system is fundamentally unfair right. and it favors people with a lot of money. Yes. And going to trial is really fun. But – Constantly grinding out and spending most of your day in prison or jail visitation talking to people who, regardless of what they did, are going to do way more time than they really deserve or warrant just because they don't have the money to get a psychological report ordered that's you know favorable to them. So because it's so unfair, you can really only do it for a while. so long until you go, eh. My days aren't fun. Right. You know, I don't get to go to trial all the time. If I if it was all arguing, I'd still be doing it. But it's arguing and then months of just soul-crushing sadness for people. What's the biggest difference between a lawyer and a comic in terms of career or <laughs> pretty much nothing. Okay. You are running your mouth either way. Okay. You're trying to come up with a novel argument that no one else has thought of before so that no one can shoot you down. Makes sense. Is the pay a little bit better? Uh, no. Actually, for Wisconsin uh, public defense work, if you're uh, a private counsel who takes public defender clients, it's lower now than it was in 1982. Not just Jeez. in real – not adjusted for inflation, but right. – used to be $55 an hour and then they bumped it down to 40. So, and then they never brought it up since 1982. Wow. Cause yeah. I know some lawyers in LA that make like a thousand dollars an hour, an hour, an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The paralegals make 70. Yeah, I know. I know. Wow. And they're worth it because they get you time, not in prison. Right. Which is very valuable. In my yeah. I, I would like to not spend a lot of time in prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that in dental work, like you, yeah. you hate the price, but you love the results. Much, much better. Yeah. And so now you're, so you're doing comedy and w do you remember, um, 
or maybe it hasn't happened. I don't know. I'm making an assumption here. Do you remember like the first check where you thought this is pretty cool? Oh, the check from comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you it, might, I don't know. No, it was, uh, I think it was for $125 for hosting a weekend at a comedy club in Wisconsin. Wow. And so that's 10 minutes of work, 30 seconds of work, 30 seconds of work, a minute of work, washer and repeat five times. So like, yeah, it's over a weekend. It's not very much, but it's way more fun to get the money that way. Yeah. Time well spent. Right. Well, that's that's yeah. cool. So did you were you doing a lot of comedy in Wisconsin and then you just got the calling to LA and Yeah, yeah, you unless you're extremely disciplined and a certain type of guy like Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy, you can't really make it big in the Midwest. Right. There's no one looking for people to put on the late night shows which don't even exist anymore in right. their previous form. There's no one scouting for just for laughs. There's no one scouting for America's got talent. There's no one looking for people for last comic standing. Cause that was a thing too. Right. So you got to come out here if you want to do it professionally and with TV stuff. Otherwise, you know, you're selling merch out of the back of a van right. for, for the better part of a decade, which, you know, it's not bad. I mean, right. Maybe. Right. Well, it's, I mean, it's two ways to do it. Either you like the travel and the driving and the meeting everybody, or you go, I want to try and do it in a smaller, more controlled environment and get one of these TV things and then go out and meet the people that way instead of having to meet them as an MC. And then five years later, they'll decide they'll feature you. And then you meet some other, you go to some other club, you're the feature. Now it takes you a couple of years to work up to headliner on a one by one basis. Whereas if you come out here and you hit something like uh, Laura bites is a comedian that moved <laughs> from Wisconsin or, and Chicago to Los Angeles. And she's been on David Spade's show twice in a couple of months. Uh, she's taken off doing great. She just saved herself decades, decades. No, that's sweet. And um, were your parents, Excited that you wanted to like do comedy full time. Did they, do they care? Do they, um, uh, my dad, not so much, okay. uh, because he was a lawyer too, ah. but my mom quite enthused because it's California. It's a fun place to live. That means she gets to visit me out there. Right. And you know, she's more of a sense of humor than he does. Okay. Do you, and, um, Maybe he should be a judge. I don't know. Um, I don't think judges have sense of humor. I don't know. Some of them do. Uh, But even if they're not funny, we all laugh when they try a joke. That's right. Of course you do. Yeah. And and even if the joke bombs, I'm sure the court reporter puts down like everyone laughs. Laughter, laughter. Yeah. Are you an only child? No. I've got an older brother. Uh, He's a lawyer too. He works for the public defender office in – Western Wisconsin. So does he get like 45 bucks an hour? Well, he gets insurance too. Oh, wow. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, and insurance is as valuable as you want to make it. It it can be. Yeah. Get sick a lot. And so you had, all right. So you had an older brother, um, law school, everybody did all that stuff. Um, what did your parents, did your parents talk about money when you were growing up? No. I mean, you're from the Midwest. So there is sort of that Midwest, uh, 
you know, conventionality, I think of, yeah. you know, don't. Yeah, no, they didn't talk about money, but they talked about things surrounding it, like the interest-only lawyer trust account and the rules around that. So, right. like, we weren't talking about weekly budgets, but I was being told, make sure that you always keep your IOLTA separate and you never do anything with your unearned fees. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm 12. Although that's important later because – Yeah, thank you for the warning. Because you could lose your license. You're yep. not supposed to dip into the funds. Yep. Um, so they didn't – OK. So they didn't talk about money. Did you get an allowance? I got an allowance, but it was really low. And if I ever wanted something, I'd basically have to ask for an advance. And so it was a dollar a week. So if I wanted a $9 action figure, like that's it for two months. Wow. And But you could borrow against your allowance and that was – right. But then they'd stick me to it. Like I really wouldn't get that dollar. Oh, man. Yeah. Did they charge interest or they just – No. No. So that's no, – all right. Yeah. So a little bit of a break there, ta- yeah. you know, interest-free. Um, and do you remember anything specific that you remember um, about money that you should or shouldn't do? Let's as a kid? see. Gamble. Gambling you shouldn't do. You should never try to win money on a chance. It's okay to buy a lottery ticket or two when you're at the convenience store, but that is not an investment strategy. It will never help you. And what they taught me was you're not buying a chance at $100 million. You're buying the right to walk around and dream about what you do with $100 million until they pull the lotto number and then you know for sure you didn't get that That you didn't win. Yeah. So their strategy was like, it's fine to do it, but don't buy it right before they do a drawing just because it's big because you're not going to win. Right. Buy it like the next day when they do the drawing. So then you get the most number of hours walking around thinking like, I'm going to be the god of this place. That's Well, that's smart. It's very practical. Yeah. It's very practical. Now, in Wisconsin was – I, I'm not – Madison's a pretty – I mean it's still a small town, right, compared to like LA? Yeah, compared to LA, it's it's pretty small. But it's it's several hundred thousand people. Okay. It's got a major university. Okay. It's the seat of government for the state. We've got a lot of good industry. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Epic Software who if you ever go to the hospital and you wonder how did they get the records from hospital A to hospital B, kabam. It's right there. Yeah. Well, now what about like was there – was religion an important part of growing up? Like in the South – I grew up in the South. So everybody – you have to go to, you have to go to church. It's not a question of will you. It's which one do you go to. Does that – did that play a role? Did you have to go to church? Did you – Yes. I got kicked out of Sunday school the first day I went mm. uh, in under a minute uh, because I walked in and they were telling the story of Noah and the Ark mm-hmm. and – I like dinosaurs. So I raised my hand and I was like, that didn't happen. So they kicked me out for like two years and then they let me back in and I went again and I wasn't even trying to be a jerk. Right. But I love wizards. Mm -hmm. I think they're awesome. But these are not good stories about wizards. Like they were not exciting. Like I would – I'd read the Bible and look for the cool stuff. Like if you ever read the book of Daniel. Yeah, Daniel and the lion's den, great story. Well, not even the lion's den. 
when he starts to see the the visions of the future and there's right. these humongous beasts and they're fighting each other like it's Godzilla. Right. That's good stuff. Right. But a lot of it's very dry. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's Japheth begat, you know, Abednezer who begat so begat, so. begat, begat. Yeah. So it and then I went to Catholic school and they asked me to leave. Um ah. which is fine because I wouldn't write the things that they wanted me to write. But I have the last laugh because when I was in high school, I got in trouble because I wouldn't kiss the ring of Bishop Raymond Burke. <laughs> uh, and I said some choice words for him. Uh, and do you know who the Pope uh, confined to like he's under house arrest oh, now no. he became a cardinal and he was one of the cardinals that got uh ratzinger in right and wow when ratzinger fell raymond burke started to cock off to francis and francis stripped him from the leadership of the roman curia wow. so all those child molester cases that when everything got pushed under the rug right that was raymond burke at the head of it and he you, was the <laughs> he was the head of the ecclesiastical courts that handled those issues. So he was really a terrible human being. And if you read his writings on what Catholicism should be or what religion should be, it's crazy. You're like it's and so I had the last laugh. Like a couple years ago I read the article that Bishop Burke I or maybe it's Leo, I forget, but he That's, became a cardinal, but then his fall from grace, like the Pope agreed with me. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like Hey school. I went to <laughs> the Pope agreed with me. Yeah. You should write a letter to the school. I just, wrote a letter to the religion teacher that, uh, failed me in the religion class. That's hilarious. And I pointed out all the ways that Francis agrees with me and not her. So I was like, who's – She probably didn't go back and give you a pass. No. 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 no but that's fine. What um, – do you remember um, – do you remember anything from the few moments of Catholicism, like any messages about money or, you know, don't be greedy or save your money or make sure you pay lots to the church or – well, we weren't Catholic. My mom was raised Catholic. Oh, okay. So your mom was Catholic. And she – the nuns tried to get her to become a nun when she grew up and mm. she always hated them for it ah. because she felt they were insulting her appearance. <laughs> and she told me as much. That's hilarious. Um, pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Like it, it's, it's got governmental officials' faces on it. It belongs to the government. It's just paper the government gives you so that they can keep track of things more easily. Works better than gold because gold's heavy and you can't take it everywhere. Right. But it's got their face on it. Yeah. It, it's theirs. What's your favorite uh, thing to spend money on? Hmm. I don't like spending money on trips. I don't like spending money on food. Oh, infuriates me when I have to go to a restaurant. Then you have to pay for it. It's terrible. Well, no, no, it's it's the appetizer. It that it, you know, like sometimes guacamole is four dollars, right? And then you go to another place, same zip code. The guacamole is nine ninety five. Yeah. Why? 
And then someone, you're always with someone who's like, let's get an appetizer. And then they get one that's $15 that you don't like. And then you have to chip in on it. Right. And then they don't eat all of their food. And it gets thrown out. Right. Yeah. Like. Do you, uh, so when you go to the restaurant and there's five other people with you, how do you split the bill? Do you split it evenly? Do you figure out who had the chicken and who drank the wine? And I try to avoid those situations. I try to not go out to dinner with people if I'm not paying for all of it. Right. Or they're not paying for all of it because everyone always is unhappy about the split. You know, like you take $60 across four people and they each put in 15 and now you're $11 short for the tip. Right. Come on. Yeah. Come on. We're I've... all adults. We can calculate like every way that you try to cut up who pays for what at a meal, somebody's going to feel kind of screwed over because, you know, when they get the expensive appetizer and everybody does it per person. All right. But if someone's like, I don't want the appetizer, I don't want to pay for part of it. They've just ruined the entire experience for everyone because now they're a cheap jerk. No, so that's why dim sum. I love dim sum because nobody can ever eat everything, but I can. So I actually come out a winner because we split it and I get to eat it all. Right. Yeah, just split it and then bat clean up. Then bat clean up. Yeah. Now, if you are with somebody and you decide to order fries and they don't, and then you get to the table and they decide to eat your fries, is that okay? It's totally fine. Wow. I have no problem with people stealing from me. Wow. Okay. I get very triggered. Yeah. If you, if you touch food on my plate, I might cut your fingers. Okay. See, I'm perfectly fine with them doing it. What I hate is when I'm enjoying my meal and they go, oh, this is really good. Try some of mine. I don't want to. <laughs> I I asked for someone to bring me something totally fucking different from what you wanted. I don't want that in my mouth. Right. It's going to make everything else taste weird. Right. You know, And also, like, I know what you're up to. You want to try my food. So you're offering me your crap so you can get a shot at the beautiful thing I order. Yeah. So you just, you. you just shut them down right there. Not going to happen. Right. I, I try to be nice about it, but mm -hmm. again, you know, self-control is a limited resource. It is. And if you don't let yourself just say, no, I don't want to eat it. And you just eat things you don't want to eat. Eventually, you know, you'll drive your car into a, a ravine. You could. You could. All right. So you don't like to spend money on travel. You don't like to spend money on food. Um, where, is it, where is it well spent? Durable equipment of any type. So snow blowers, great investment. Great. Lawn mowers, hedge trimmers, pencils, pens, paper, mm -hmm. um, even if they're expendable, physical objects that you do something with. Right. Decorations, hell no. Waste of time. Waste of time. I would, yeah, I, if, if you've ever, if you would ever see any of the places that I've lived when I'm in charge of decorating, it's just bare walls. Like I was just released from a, you know, and I, well, that's cool. So a lot of people don't ask you a second time. Right. So that's sort of nice. Yeah. Takes you off the hook. Yeah. But yeah, no decorations, but just stuff you can do stuff with. Practical. Yeah. 
practical. What is what would you say is your biggest financial regret? Is there anything where you spent some money and thought, man, that was terrible? I would say my biggest financial regret would be going to law school and being a lawyer <laughs> for a decade when there are easier ways to make a good amount of money, less stressful ways to make the same money. Do you think you made at least enough money from law to pay back law school? Well, I didn't have to pay for it because oh. my dad did. Oh, well, that was uh, nice. I was a lucky boy. But it was also in-state tuition. So, But yes, in the grand scheme of things, I did. But making money as a lawyer who has to go against other lawyers is – you know, it's like if you were a dentist and there was another dentist right. who would pull the teeth out of the same person. Like you have to make the mouth look nice and they're trying to wreck it. Right. Like it doesn't need to be that stressful. Right. It's rough. So let me ask you this. So I was just thinking about um, – you know, it was great. Your dad paid for law school. How did you plan to come to California? Like, did you have a, did you, I'm going to save up 10,000 bucks. I'm going to leave in the middle of the summer. Like what was, how did you plan it? Uh, winter and good. <laughs> that's a good time. Yep. Uh, really just planned it out for about two, three months ahead of time. Okay. Just the new year is a good time to do it. Why not? And did you have a certain amount of money when you came out here? No, no, no. I didn't have like a, a stash or a war chest or anything like that. But did you feel like you had a safety net with your parents? Uh, yeah, I think I did. And I was married at the time too. Okay. You know, and she was coming out for a job here. Oh, okay. So, so that was, yeah. She would at least throw you some scraps or something. Right. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. But yeah, so – and then I got a job uh, negotiating down people's debt at a debt settlement firm, mm -hmm. which really is fun. Do uh, you know about anything about it? I do. I have mixed feelings about them. I – well, there are places – do you remember when you would see all those ads on late night television mm -hmm. and they'd say, we can give you a loan right now over the internet and we're on a Native American reservation? Right. That thing is not true. That was a legal fiction that they were – they just made it up right. to say that the SEC couldn't or you know, no state usury laws could control it. Right. And those places are – they were all run by the same guy. Um, wow. They were started by the gentleman – I'm trying to forget. I, it was a – he's a Canadian and a professor. They're all Canadians. And he – it was a uh, – he's into horses. I, uh, I just know a lot about the guy, but I'm drawing a blank on his name. But he had another financial company before that, and okay. then he started this one. And those loans are unenforceable right. because they're usurious rights. They violate the state law, but right. they'll still try to go after you. Like Discover, dealing with Discover where they've sold someone's debt to right. a holder in due course – it's like, okay, well, let's talk about how we can settle this out. But uh, when it was the payday loan people, yeah, they could not swear at me because of the rules and regulations and all their calls are recorded. Right. But I could swear at them and I had the money they wanted and I wasn't the person that borrowed it. And I was really, really 
really mean to them all the time. I used to fuck with one guy in particular because I would call him and I would just berate him and tell him he's a horrible person for doing this job because he is. Right. Um, because, you know, you shouldn't borrow $100 and then end end up owing 8000 that's yeah, it seems a little extreme. Right. And, I would agree with and, that. And that he would even hold to those arguments when he knows that I know that it's bullshit is a little frustrating. So because I had no rules of propriety governing my conduct because I wasn't doing it as an attorney. Right. And he did. Uh, I would berate him. I would insult him. And then I would just tell him, like, I'm never going to give you a cent and I'm going to call you every fucking day to tell you this and then when he was whenever he wasn't in the office i would call and i'd get somebody else and then i would settle a bunch of the debts pretty cheaply uh so that the other people in his office would get the credit for it on his file (laughs) that's hilarious yeah and you're still friends to this day you know he lives in orange county I should pay him a visit, but no, I, I would just call him on the phone because he's just in a call center. And then there's other call centers where like the different banks have it farmed out to different countries. Right. And yeah. Yeah. But that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to just get them to put you to the right person and they'll always pretend that they don't have settlement authority. It's fun. It's fun. And uh, did that pay more than 40 bucks an hour? No, 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 that didn't, but it was, but, but it, it was fun. It was very enjoyable. And, and the people were happy to not have to owe that money anymore. And with a lot of them, like we would get to what was fair because some of the credit laws are a bit, you know, yeah. sometimes those numbers climb up too much and you have to negotiate them down after the fact they didn't intend to not pay the whole money, but life got away from them and they're, and once they don't owe the money anymore, they walk a little higher. The sky's a little bluer. They're happier because right. it's not weighing them down emotionally. Do you, um, you know, I mean, maybe the answer is obvious, but are you a big believer in debt um, for for purchasing things based on your experience and coming from the dairy lands? Yeah. No, but unfortunately with the econ- economics of the day, it's necessary. Right. And for a lot of, I mean... I feel the debt is appropriate for business measures or business endeavors Mm -hmm. like new business uh, or an improvement or, you know, if you need to do something like move to get out of a bad situation or like just to cover something in a bad time. But I don't agree with having a credit card and then get it, putting a TV on it. Right. I don't like that. It just. Even though it's a tangible piece of equipment. Well, because you're paying more than you think you're, you're paying. paying. Yeah, that's yeah, no, right. I agree. I'm yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of credit cards, although they've helped me, mm-hmm. uh, especially with my business. But yeah, yeah, not. But I, yeah, in a business sense, I think that it's very important because people need access to lines of credit when they have a good idea. But I don't like the way that it's currently going with our society because they don't really. I mean, that market's kind of tightened up. Yeah. No, definitely. Do you budget? Do you like have a monthly budget? Do you know how much you have to spend on food and gas and car insurance? Yes, but I don't write it down anywhere. Okay, but you know, but you have a sense of yeah. 
it cost me this much a month. Yeah, I go, all right, it's uh, the 18th, so 293 is going to this. On the 24th, 146 is going to something else. Right. 80 bucks here. Like, they're pretty real. And it gets easier with automatic payments. But yeah. I actually don't like to do those because I like to be reminded, and that's how I make sure that everything is in the right order. Do you currently save like 10% of your money and put it in the budgets and expense? Do you, I mean, a lot of people don't these days, yeah. but nope. I'm just, yeah, no. no, I don't, I don't really have that option. Yeah. And, uh, it would be fun and it would be nice, but I'm planning on dying in a car accident due to my own, uh, inattention. So, well, that, I mean, at least you've got that planned right. out. Now, have you already paid for your uh, casket and everything? You're going to go cremation. I figure I'll be going so fast. I'll be very small. Oh, well, that, that works out. Yeah. There'll just be a little bit. Yeah. So just a small little yeah, little casing. That's Bury me in what's left of the car. There you go. I'm, a, I'm just saying, sometimes I'm driving, I realize I've been thinking about something for a couple minutes and uh, not paying attention to the road. Yeah. Well, hopefully there won't be somebody else reading their texts at the same time because – Yeah. I'd actually, I don't do much texting and driving. Um. Mainly because I don't like any of the texts I get. Oh. <laughs> I, you know? Like, yes, it's a rule, but I only use it as an excuse. Like, I can't text. I'm driving. That gets me out of having to talk to people. Do you have the newest uh, phone gadget? No. And like, are you an iPhone guy? Are you a Android? No, I'm, I'm more Android, and it's because I'm deeply resentful – towards Apple and the way that they price their products. And I've always kind of yeah. just had a negative opinion of them. I don't like turtlenecks. Yeah. I hear Well, yeah. Th- th- does anybody, I mean, I guess somebody does, but one guy, one guy, one guy, but honestly, like how is it worldwide that turtleneck is how you tell someone that someone's a jerk? <laughs> yeah. And I, he chooses to wear it. Like, come on. No one thinks guys with turtlenecks are cool. No, they're not. They never have been. I have one in my car that I put on if I want everyone to not respect me. Oh, there you go. That's good. What color? Black. Oh, okay. Well, that's appropriate here. Yep. That's appropriate. Um, what advice would um, would have helped you um, if you had known it younger in your life around finances? Is there anything that, wow, I wished I had known that sooner? Let's see. That there is more to financial investing than just the stock market and the currency exchanges. Mm -hmm. That there's a lot of kind of interesting regular ways that you can get into investing without having to roll the dice on some potentially cooked corporate books. Okay. Fair enough. And then one final question. Um, I know that we've talked a lot about practicality and, and efficiency, I think, with money and stuff. But does that – can you have – can you still have a lot of fun when you're being practical? Like are they mutually exclusive or – I'm having fun all the time. OK. I just don't look like it. You just don't look like, like it. Like <laughs> inside, I'm at about a 10 all the time. Right. Just – Pure unadulterated joy. Right. But I just seem like I'm Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. But I am having a great time. That's good. And when I don't 
waste money on something. Like when I don't get the newest phone and someone else does get the newest phone and it breaks. <laughs> joy. Rainbows. <laughs> Pure joy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all right. So I just want to make sure that I can. All right. So we talked about practicality. We talked about, um, hey, sometimes the priests don't know better. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> and um, but that uh, don't have debt. If you don't need it, although sometimes it's good. If you have a plan. If you have a plan, but pay it down, sort of budget. You don't have to write it down, but have a sense. Um, health insurance is good. Yes. It, when you, you know. Yeah. I mean. If you can get it. If you can get it. If you can get it. It's it's not a bad thing. And uh, yeah, have fun and just like stay within your means. Don't go crazy. Right. Well, I mean, pick your single thing that you do that's crazy. And plan it. You'll have fun planning it. Exactly. And then when the other phone drops, you can have lots of rainbows. Oh, yeah. The best. Well, so um, where can people find you on social media? Do you have a Facebook? Do you have Instagram? Do you have? I only use my Instagram. It's the Shinola. Uh, like the phrase can't tell shit from Shinola. Right. Um, on Instagram. It's just funny dark thoughts i have it's it's good to have funny dark thoughts and what about comedy where's the next time you're going to be performing you're going to be here at the comedy store or i'm going to be on stage at the comedy store in two and a half hours sweet on the shindig show with jimmy shin well that is awesome well i so appreciate you coming on this show um uh for people listening please don't forget to share the laughs you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram search for money you should ask all one word and if you have a question would like to ask us for one of our future guests, you can visit us at www.moneyyoushouldask.com and click on the record a question button. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. For more tips, stories, financial tools to help you have a healthier relationship with money, be sure to check out themoneynerve.com. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, Mike Schmidt. It's been great having you. It's been great to be here. I appreciate it.